Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Grita and I'm the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me on 0401-305-077 or email us info at faithfm.com.au. Also, you can visit our website, faithfm.com.au. You can check our website to... Look back or to listen to the programs which we have already there uh, in our archive. If you miss some of our programs, uh, please check us out there and um, be updated. Today, our co-host is uh, Joseph Maticic, and Joseph is the General Secretary for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. And it's good to have you with us again, Joseph. It's good to be here, Nick. Good afternoon. Yes, every um, the beginning of the week, you know, uh, we are now getting used to to your voice, and uh, we're looking forward uh, during this program uh, to see what you have to share with mm. us. We are going to deal uh, today, uh, and also during the week, mm. you know, we we have in attention the Holy Spirit, and uh, uh, today we are we are going to look into this. Does a person need to be baptized uh, by the Holy Spirit? to be saved. You know, a big question mark there, because uh, you may hear in a Christendom uh, lots of talks about uh, these sort of things, and uh, we are we are going to, to look in the Bible, to mm. look into the Scripture to see what uh, what the Scripture has to say. And maybe, Nick, you can also uh, let our lis- listeners know what this coming week is going to be looking at as well. Absolutely, yeah. and I'm looking a, l- a little bit uh, later on that uh, to give the full um, okay. program for, for the week, but um, tomorrow... Gary with Eric, they are going to look at um, how the Holy Spirit is evidenced in the life of the believer. Mm. And then the, the day after, uh, we have uh, David with, with, uh, with Gary again. Uh, must I speak in tongues to be saved? I think that will be wow. a big one. And yeah. I'm looking forward to see what uh, they have to share with us uh, but yeah, today, coming back mm. to, to our uh, topic, uh, Joseph, today, um, let me ask you, you know, I mean, before that, we want to, to understand mm. the importance of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. I mean, the Holy Spirit is probably the lesser n- known of the three members of the Godhead. Mm. Uh, there is much uh, discussion about the Holy Spirit. I mean, various terms are used like in the spirit or spirit field, slain in the spirit. Uh, but Joseph, what is the Holy Spirit and what is the role in the life of, of a Christian? What is the role of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian? The, why is this topic so important? Yeah, thank you, Nick. It, um, yeah, looking forward to this afternoon, I guess, beginning this topic. And um, thank you for sharing some of those upcoming uh, topics that are coming up um, in the next uh, next few days this week. But uh, today we're really looking at, um, I guess, the foundational question there, does a, uh, the Holy Spirit and uh, salvation 
Um, does a person need to be baptized by the Spirit in order to be saved? Uh, and I'd like us to begin uh, by going to the Gospel of John, John chapter 14, and uh, to read here uh, from, from verse 16. These are the words of Jesus. Mm. Uh, Jesus spoke this uh, to his disciples in the, in the context of where he was telling them that um, he would leave them, that he was, he was going to go back to his father. Uh, he was, of course, looking forward to um, after his death and his resurrection, ascending up, up to heaven and then going. And he made the great promise that he would go to heaven and prepare a place. And when he, when he has prepared a place, he would come back again. So but he's telling them that he's going to leave his disciples. And he, and he says here in verse 16, of John chapter 14. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Mm. I will not leave you, Jesus says, uh, comfortless. I will come to you. Notice here what Jesus is saying. Uh, he he's, he's referring to uh, someone who's going to come. He's, he's, he tells them he'll pray to the Father and he will give you another comforter. Uh, yep. in, in some other versions there he talks about um, uh, a counsellor mm-hmm. or the, the helper and uh, and then, he, and then it, uh, in, in verse 17, makes it a bit clear who Jesus is referring to. He's talking about the, the Holy Spirit. Spirit of the truth. That's right. As mm. it says here in, 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 yeah, in uh, this verse, the spirit of the truth. Uh, Jesus here uh, is talking about um, that um, the Spirit is going to come. And, uh, and notice also what he, it, it says there, that uh, he says that he will be with you forever. Mm-hmm. Credible promise. Uh, that he will he will dwell in you, Jesus says. He shall be uh, in you, and uh, and then yeah, as an assurance, Jesus says, "I will not leave you." Uh, in some versions, there it says, "I will not leave you as orphans. Mm-hmm. I will come to you." Mm-hmm. And as we said at the beginning, Joseph, uh, that maybe it's less unknown, you know, the the Holy Spirit in the in the Godhead. Yes, and how. Important is to see from these passages, and maybe we'll, we'll dig a little bit more into this, that uh, this comforter which Jesus spoke about is, is addressed with the, it says, he. Oh, yes, yes, in a, a personal pronoun, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's right. It, it's, it's, re- it's referring to, yeah, he, oh, well, it, it, yeah, we look at that even in the, uh, if we go over to John chapter 16, uh, Nick, it becomes even... Uh, uh, even clearer what what, mm-hmm. what what you're referring to there about the personal pronoun referring to to the Holy Spirit. Uh, John 16 verse 7, J- Jesus here says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. Expedient means it's actually to your good. It, mm-hmm. It's to your advantage, mm-hmm. it, it says in some in some versions. That I go away now, and initially that that might sound a bit strange. In what? How can it possibly be an advantage? How can it be expedient? How can it be to our good? Because the disciples they were very upset of uh, seeing yeah. Jesus uh, ascending. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they, they had been with him for three and a half years, spent so much time, and uh, they formed a bond. And now he's is indicating that he's going to leave them, mm-hmm. and they are sorrowful. Yes, and so Jesus had said back there, "I'll pray the Father; He will send you another Comforter, 
and then Jesus says, I, I, I will not leave you um, alone. And now he's explaining further again. So let's continue this one. John 16, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you, or it is, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the comforter, there it is again, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will uh, reprove or convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So here Jesus again gives another reference to the, the, the coming of the Comforter, mm-hmm. the, referring to the, the Holy Spirit coming. And as you touched on there, Nick, uh, Jesus refers to him as he. So, so we have here reference to the Holy Spirit. He's a person. Uh, the third member of the Godhead. I mean, is that important? Uh, you just have to understand that uh, the Holy Spirit is not just a, a force. Or That's a right. It, it's a person. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a person, and uh, el- elsewhere the Bible tells us that uh, it warns us not not to grieve mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. You know, it, it indicates to us that that the Holy Spirit is is is, is a real member of the Godhead, um, and so we, we need to understand that we need to take this very 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 seriously, mm-hmm. and they are all involved. Involved in um, in their interactions with humanity in the plan of salvation, and there, there are. This is not the first reference to it. We should mm. also point out, you know, uh, right from the beginning of Scripture, right from the outset, in the opening uh, verses, it tells us the Spirit of God hovered over the waters there mm. at, at creation. Uh, the Spirit of God moved upon people through through Old Testament times. So he's there. So we we we, we have the concept of a God the Father, mm-hmm. and then we know about. Jesus, who came as God's son mm-hmm. uh, down to this world. Uh, but now uh, we, we have a, a far more clearer references to God, the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. uh, in the New Testament here in the gospel Gospels of John. And, and also, uh, while you just mentioned about that um, it's a person, and you just said that can be grieved, this implies that there is a, a relationship there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can't have a relationship with a force or something. But uh, this, I think, is very important to understand that we are to be involved in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yes, We can uh, collaborate, if you like. We can uh, communicate. We can, uh, um, you know, we can, as you just said, uh, grieve the Holy Spirit. I mean, uh, all sorts of things can happen as in a relationship. That's right. That's I think, right. I think yep. that's, that's important. Yeah. It is important, and uh, and and we're going to see the how important that is as we as we go through this program, Nick. Mm. Uh, so Jesus here uh, he, he gives us this this promise. He said, "I will send you another Comforter, I will, uh, you know, the Spirit of Truth, um, and he uh, he will he will be he will be with you." Jesus says. Uh, now we'll we'll get to that, and mm. uh, there in John sixteen verse eight, uh, he says that he will convict us of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. And so Jesus here gives us a promise of the coming Holy Spirit. Uh, notice how this promise was fulfilled, Nick. In Luke uh, chapter 24, we have a, 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 just a, a little verse here near the very end. Um, so after Jesus had risen from the dead, he had spent a few more days with his disciples, and he's about to ascend. And he says here in Luke 24:49, he says to them, uh, Behold, I send you the promise of my Father. Wow. Notice those words. I send you the promise of my Father, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you endure, until you're filled, until you receive power from on high. 
Jesus said, I'm sending you the promise of mm-hmm. my Father. That's the promise that he refers to in, in John 14 and John 16. Yes. Uh, but he tells them to wait. Wait in Jerusalem until you're filled with power from on high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we come to Acts chapter 1. And so here we find that uh, this is uh, just as the disciples uh, are gathered together and Jesus is with them last time. He's, he's, Jesus is about to ascend to heaven. And he says here in Acts chapter 1, being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Mm-hmm. There it is again. He, he reminds them to wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, you've heard from, uh, for, for heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Mm. Jesus here again refers to the promise. Now, he adds something though here, Nick. He says that uh, when that promise is fulfilled with the coming of the Spirit, uh, he says what's going to happen is it's going to be an experience. Uh, He says John, John baptized with water. That's referring to John the Baptist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but he says, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Uh, he's referring to the coming of the Spirit uh, uh, upon them. And uh, and then uh, uh, we read on uh, just a little bit further, just cut, skip down to verse 8. Jesus says, but you shall receive power after when the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Some versions say Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Or Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the ends of the earth, or the uttermost part of the earth. Mm. Mm. Right. Jesus here uh, tells them to wait for the promise, and when the promise is fulfilled, they will receive the Spirit and they will receive power, mm-hmm. power. Jesus, back when he's with his disciples, uh, tells them, I will send you another comforter, he will be with you. Then he tells them to wait for the promise, and then uh, you will receive uh, will receive power. And that's what happened. Those disciples did what Jesus told them to do. They waited, and uh, we read there in Acts chapter 1, they, they were together, they prayed, and then the Spirit did come upon them, and they were changed, they were empowered. And we, we, the, the, you know, we read of that in Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. It was a day of Pentecost, it says there. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they're all together in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of rushing mighty wind, and he filled the house where they were, and appeared like tongues of fire and sat upon them. They began to, they, they were, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And, and then he goes on and describes this, this mm-hmm. experience here. Yes. The day of Pentecost was the fulfillment when the Holy Spirit came upon those on those disciples. And I can see here um, some sort of um, organized uh, approach. Um, Jesus says, now, wait, wait, yes. until you receive the power from, yep. from above. Yep. And then the Great Commission, which was uh, given by Jesus, you know, it fall in place. That's right. And uh, interesting that, uh, you know, as we... We asked a bit earlier you know, the, the, the question, does a person need to be uh, baptized by the Holy Spirit to be saved? Now, uh, what is the relationship? Well, actually, just before you get on to that one, Nick, yes. can I just share one other thing? So what happened here, 
um, to the disciples is what happens in the life of a Christian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's have a look at Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, and then we'll look at um, uh, what you're about to ask there. Okay. Um, Acts chapter 2 verse 38, Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy mm. Spirit. For the promise is unto you, it goes on and says, promises unto you and to all your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Mm. So no, no, note there what it says. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for forgiveness of sins, and you will receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. What we find here is um, th- that the experience of repentance and conversion and salvation is connected with receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. All right. Yeah. Okay. Then that, that, that's what I was going to. I was going yeah. to ask that if it's any any relationship between the the cross, yes. you know, and uh, and the Holy Spirit, uh, which will um, make us understand yes. uh, about uh, about the assurance of salvation. Because as I uh, I said a bit earlier, you know, uh, I heard about people saying, um, "Do you speak in tongues?" or uh, "Are you slain in the spirit?" and mm. uh, "If not, you are not saved." You know. But interesting enough, because salvation come, you you need to, to understand your condition. Yeah. Repent, be baptized. Salvation is already at work there. And uh, yeah, I would like to see how um, how you're going further into into this to to see that relationship, you know, that uh, um, connection in between the the cross and and the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, there 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 is a sequence here. You, we see here in the Bible that Calvary came before Pentecost. Mm-hmm. In other words, the cross is followed by the coming of the Spirit. It can be put another way. Calvary is the root. Mm-hmm. Pentecost is the fruit. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. Now, uh, just to unpack that a little bit more, what we're getting at, Nick, is that uh, being saved involves accepting what Jesus has done for us mm. on the cross and then accepting what he does then in us through his Holy Spirit. What we read there in Acts 2, let me take it back again. It says, repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Mm-hmm. That's accepting Jesus' death on the cross for our sins. Uh, as you said, acknowledging that we're sinners, you know, we need salvation. We acknowledge that. That's what Jesus does for us on the cross. And then the text says, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I will send you the Spirit, and he will be in you. He will dwell in you. you. So salvation has kind of got this kind of bit of a process. Yeah, we accept what he's done for us on the cross, and then we accept his Spirit that comes into our hearts, into our lives, Nick. Uh, He he dwells in us. Uh, Jesus dwells in us through his whole spirit. He is in us. Do you see that? That's that's what he said. I will come to you in the form of his Spirit. He, He will be in us. Yes. And that, that's what enables us to, to live the Christian life. So, again, Calvary is the root. Pentecost is the fruit. Now, just back again to the disciples, uh, their experience. They had been with Jesus for three and a half years. Peter, for example, a classic example, mm-hmm. uh, the, apostle, the, the disciple Peter, uh, he'd been with Jesus. And, uh, but we see that he, 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 hadn't really, uh, he hadn't really been converted. Yes. And right there at Jesus' trial and whatever, he, he denies the Lord, <laughs> doesn't he? And But then after 
you know, at at the cross, he, he really he, he breaks down, he he, he weeps, he mm-hmm. he recognizes you know, what he's done, um, and then Jesus uh, and he have that very significant conversation recorded in John, where where Jesus asks him, Peter, do you love me? Yes. Three times. Yes. Uh, it suggested that because he denied Jesus three times, he asked him, Do you love me? Three times. W- what's going on here? Peter Peter's had a had a well, Peter's had his conversion at the cross. Do you mm-hmm, see? Mm-hmm. And then when the Spirit comes, he's empowered with the Spirit, and, and Peter is a changed man. We find here in Acts chapter 2, he's preaching. In Acts chapter 3, he's, you know, in chapter 4, he's before the Sanhedrin. He's, he's bold. He's, he's no longer denying his Lord again. He, he, is, a, he is a changed man. Mm-hmm. What I'm wanting to see, what I want to show here, uh, Nick, is that um, Peter, like the disciples, he'd be, he had experienced the cross. He, they'd been to the cross. Mm. We have to first go to the cross. That's, that's where we... If you like, fall on our knees. That's where we acknowledge our sinfulness. Mm. Recognize that Jesus, uh, we see Jesus' true love for us. Admit our sinfulness. And that, that breaks us, it changes us. And then we receive the gift of the Spirit. Do you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And I see, Calvary I see, is the root. Mm-hmm. Pentecost is the fruit. Sorry. And I see that connection again. He um, baptized with the water by yes, John and yes. then baptized with the, with the Spirit. Because not always yeah. a person who... Um, gets baptized may have that conversion. True conversion. True conversion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yes. Uh, yeah. You pe- may realize your uh, your state. Of, you know, you, you want to make a change. You uh, you are convinced of uh, of things like even uh, Peter when That's and right. when his brother said, "Come and see. Maybe this is the Messiah." That's you know? right. That's right. But you're right. Actually, conversion needs to. Uh, to have these two together, yeah. the baptism of the uh, with the water and baptism with the spirit. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. Yeah. Essentially, they're two sides of you know uh, of what we'll see is the same coin. And so, mm. um, can I share just a couple more sure. places where where we see this 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 pattern, th- this sequence, Nick? Uh, here's one over in First Corinthians chapter six. Now, we actually had a bit of look at this passage uh, last week, Nick, when we talked about Christian behavior, mm-hmm. Christian lifestyle. Uh, same passage last week we looked at this but again let's look at it first corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 and 20 it says know you not that your body is the temple of the holy spirit who is in you which you have from god and you are not your own for you were bought with the price therefore glorify god in your body and in your spirit which are god's again you find there we're bought with the price mm-hmm and there, and therefore we have now we have the holy spirit that that's in us again the cross brings brings the spirit it makes a point there that, that our body is the temple of the holy spirit which which is in us yes uh yeah so when we've accept christ we need to understand that then his spirit comes in us and and nick that that's where it's really important that we allow the holy spirit to to lead and to guide us to 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 and to do his work mm-hmm. like what we saw in john to convict us of sin and, uh, and and so on. One other passage where we see a bit of this uh, sequence is the the passage that refers to the baptism of Jesus in uh, in John chapter one is is where I want to uh, just read it. John chapter one, Gospel of John chapter one, uh, verse twenty nine. It says this: The next day, John. This is John the Baptist. The John the Baptist sees Jesus coming and says. Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And then uh, he, he goes on a little bit further. And then and come down to verse 32. And John bear record saying, I saw the Spirit 
descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode and rested on him. That's mm-hmm. referring to Jesus. Yes. T- two images are mentioned here. A lamb and the dove. The dove, which represents the Holy Spirit, yes. Yeah, mm. yeah. And interesting. So the, lamb, the yeah. lamb refers to the sacrifice, yes. refers to the cross. Yes. The dove re- refers to the spirit, to Pentecost. Yes. Oh, that's very nice. And actually, uh, interesting that the manifestation of the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus at that time. That yes. was uh, not a, there was not um, pouring of the Holy Spirit on uh, all the people around. Interesting enough, that's yeah. Right. Also, uh, that's why probably was the thing that, uh, Jesus said, "Wait yeah. for the Holy Spirit yes. until you'll be, you know, the, the power will come from above." Yeah, mm. yeah. They'd been baptized with water, mm-hmm. but they hadn't been baptized with spirit. Yeah, and they they had yeah they had to go through the cross experience, and, th- and that was part of the real conversion. And then the Spirit would come into them mm. um, to, to to fill them. So, Nick, salvation involves. Uh, the, the both of these aspects. It, it, it's a matter of what God has done for us yes. on the cross, and then what He does in us through His Spirit. Wow, that's why the Holy Spirit is actually considered God's greatest gift. Yes, outside of Jesus. Yes, uh, God has given us Jesus, who died for our sins, but then He gives us the Spirit to enable us to live the Christian life. Uh, as someone w- once put it, I this way, and I, and I really like this 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 one. Let me let me let me share. They said, "I need Jesus for my eternal life, but I need the Holy Spirit for my internal mm-hmm. life." Beautiful. That's that's very nice. Just to quote from um, uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, she uh, has written a, a, a classic book on the life of Jesus. This is from the book The Desire of Ages. And um, it says there uh, in this book on page 671, the Holy Spirit was the highest of all gifts that Jesus could solicit or mm-hmm. ask for mm-hmm. from his Father for the exaltation of his people. Wow. The Spirit was to be given as the regenerating agent, and without this, the sacrifice of Christ would have been no avail. Wow. Again, she, uh, there's a connection there between the, the, the sacrifice of Christ, the cross, and then the work of the Spirit, Calvary and Pentecost. And so we, we have those two, uh, again, the sequence is there. The completion uh, there. Yeah. Beautiful, uh, Joseph. I like that. Um, why not to t- take a short break yeah. uh, here and listen to a song? Uh, I, I just choose this one. Spirit of the Living God. Let's listen to this and we'll be back uh, in a minute. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. Yeah. 
This is Nick Rita and our co-host today is Joseph uh, Maticic and we are uh, looking into the Holy Spirit in the contemporary religion. This is our theme for the week and uh, today we are talking about does a person need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit to be saved. Joseph, you mentioned a beautiful quote that a bit uh, just before the break there from a book uh, called Desire of Ages. Can you um, talk a little bit about that one? And I will we'll be happy to offer that book uh, during this week for those people who like to send us a text or, um, or just uh, send an email, uh, get in touch with us. The book, The Desire of Ages, is a, a book about the life of Jesus. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, uh, it's been translated into many languages um, and uh, circulated around the world. It, it's actually a classic, The Desire of Ages. Uh, as I said, it, it's on the life of Christ, um, and it, 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 it goes from you know, the promise of, of the Savior to come and then goes right through his life, his ministry, his teachings, mm-hmm. his, uh, his work, and then um, the last days of his life, his, mm-hmm. his, his death, his resurrection. It, it's a classic. It, it's a great book, Nick, um, 
beautifully written, uh, very, uh, it's one of the the best commentaries, if you like, on the life of Jesus Christ, Mm. and um, highly recommend it. Um, It's a book that has um, impacted so many people and and has blessed me. Um, I enjoy reading it. Uh, It it helps me to to get to appreciate Jesus and and who he is and what he has done more and more every time I read it. So beautiful. And again, if you like that book, uh, don't hesitate to send us a text on 0401-305-077 or write an email to info at faithfm.com.au or just simply visit our website faithfm.com.au Joseph, I'm going to ask another question here related to what we talked uh, about um, already. How important is the Holy Spirit in salvation? Yeah. Jesus uh, said something very interesting on one occasion when he was in conversation with a gentleman by the name of Nicodemus. And uh, we find that in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 3, uh, Nicodemus was a, a religious man. Uh, he, uh, the, the Bible tells us there in, in chapter 3 that he was of the Pharisees, which means he was a, uh, he, he was a quite a religious person, a, a leader. And uh, he came to Jesus by night, it says there in the story, uh, came to Jesus seek, seeking Jesus. So he's a religious person coming coming to Jesus. He, he's seeking. He, he's, he's wanting something. And uh, on this occasion, Jesus is fairly direct with him. Uh, in John chapter 3 and verse 3, Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man or except a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And uh, the next verse, Nicodemus said unto him, "How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter into, uh, can, sorry, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born?" And Jesus answered, "Truly, truly, I say to you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, mm-hmm. he cannot enter into the kingdom of God." Nicodemus was th- thinking at a physical, literal level. Yes, uh, but Jesus was uh, at a at a spiritual level uh, operating, and and specifically here, Jesus is saying to this religious person who, who you know he is a religious person, he he, he was endeavouring to do the right thing, but but there was something clearly still lacking, and and Jesus says you have to be born of water and of the Spirit in order to to enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, Jesus makes it very clear that uh, that. Baptism is of water and of the spirit. Mm. Uh, water is, uh, yeah, referring to you know, wash away, wash yeah, away yeah, our sins. We yeah. often see that elsewhere in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Jesus' death on the cross paid for our sins, uh, but Jesus says there's water and the spirit. So mm. th- there's another component to this here, Nick, which is really, really interesting: water and the spirit. Baptism uh, by the spirit. Um, we we've seen hints of this. Jesus is the Lamb, and and there was also the reference to the dove, the, the Spirit descending upon him. So both uh, those symbols there point to the cross and the Spirit. And so in our lives, um, for salvation to occur, we need we need washing by water, and we need the Spirit mm. in our hearts and in our lives. Uh, if if we read uh, a few passages. Um, we see how this experience worked in the lives of uh, of the early early Christians. Uh, I'm going to read here from the book of Acts, uh, for example, Acts chapter ten. Mm-hmm. The setting here is where 
uh, Gentiles had heard uh, and experienced, uh, had heard about, about the teachings of Jesus. And uh, Peter, this is the Apostle Peter here that was uh, was with them. And uh, Peter had been speaking and explaining about Jesus and, and they are convicted, they're touched, that they, uh, uh, that they want to respond and, and believe. And while, Pe- and so we pick it up in verse 44. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all of those who heard the word. Notice here, the preaching of the word leads to the Spirit coming. And, and, and it says that, uh, those uh, were of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because it was on the Gentiles also that was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. For they had, it says there, uh, they heard them speaking with tongues and they magnified God and they answered Peter, can any man for- forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Spirit as we have? Mm-hmm. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Yes. And so what we find, these people are experiencing something uh, and the Holy Spirit's coming upon them. And in a sense, actually, here that they've received the Spirit, and then and then they're, then they're baptized yes. uh, in water. Yes. In a sense, now it's kind of like the, the water bapt- yes follows. But but what we're wanting to see now, just just on baptism, by the way, Nick, Jesus clearly himself was baptized. He gave that to us as an example. Um, clearly, elsewhere, he teaches us uh, repent and be baptized. Mm-hmm. It's clearly there. Baptism, Nick. Now we're not here to to do a study on baptism, other than to uh, to explain that that baptism is a symbol that shows that we we want to uh, bury our past, uh, die to sin, and come up as a new person. Mm-hmm. That's why yeah, that's what that's the symbol of baptism: going under the water and coming back up. The example that Jesus gave to us. Yes. Um, the actual act of baptism isn't what saves us; it's what it represents, Nick. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol, mm-hmm. you know. And we we have others in, in Scripture too, where we we take of things that, such as um, and communion, the bread and the juice. That, yes. that, 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 that they themselves aren't anything magical. It's what they represent that that's important. Yeah. So baptism in and of itself, it's what it represents that's important. Mm-hmm. Let me share another one here, Nick, in Acts chapter Acts chapter eleven and verse uh, fifteen. Again, people here are responding to the gospel message being preached. So we're, we're, we're Acts chapter 11, verses 15 to 17. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, as on us at the beginning. Then I remembered the word of the Lord, who said, John indeed baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Mm. There's a quote there from um, the start of Acts, Acts chapter 1. For as much then as God gave them the gift as he did unto us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? And so here, here we have an experience of people who are experiencing salvation and, and receiving the, the Holy Spirit. Now, the, you asked there, how important is the Holy Spirit in salvation? It's vitally important. Mm. Um, it's actually connected to it. Uh, when we accept salvation, we will receive the Holy Spirit. And Jesus made it clear because he said, if you, you, can't, you, know, you have to be born of water and the Spirit. In other words, you have to be bapt- you know, water baptism and spirit baptism in this conversion experience. That lends itself now, Nick, to consider this thought, whether we receive the Holy Spirit only at our baptism. Right. Now, this is where I want to take us to. Luke chapter 11, we find something very interesting. Luke chapter 11, uh, Jesus here 
uh, says this in verse 13. Luke chapter 11, verse 13. He says, If you then, being evil, know how to good, give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? It tells us here that God really wants to give us his spirit to those who ask him. Mm-hmm. There's a role for us to ask. Now, the 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 word here, ask, is in the present active tense. Jesus is saying that we are to ask and, and continue to ask, not not just as, as a one-off. Now, this becomes even clearer if, we, if I take you to another passage, uh, which is in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Very interesting. Notice this. Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, verse 18. The Apostle Paul writes here, he says, uh, And do not be drunk with wine. But be filled with the Spirit. He's making a contrast, mm-hmm. being under the influence, if you like, of alcohol. Yes. Uh, but instead, we're to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He says, be filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Jesus says that the far, uh, God is more willing to give good, um, the Holy Spirit to you, to those who ask. Uh, now it says here, be filled with the Spirit. Again, here, uh, the, the, the be filled the, in the original in, in original in the Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, the tense here is is the present tense imperative, describing an event that is repeating continually, right? Rather than something that's that's a uh, once a, off. That's or, right. A mm. certain uh, an event at a certain point in time. Therefore, to be filled with the Spirit is not a one-time experience, but a continual repeating process. And so here the Bible is saying, be filled and keep on getting filled. Yes. A Christian is not filled like a vessel once and forever. We need, we need refilling, Nick. So that this, this passage here could be translated, be continually and repeatedly filled with the Spirit. The, hil- the infilling of the Holy Spirit, which was given to us um, through our baptism, can be lost when the given fullness is not kept. So... But we need to keep asking uh, for for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Interesting, while you say that, if I could interrupt you here, Joseph, um, you remind me again of the you know um, uh, as we talked about even last week about the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You yes. know, when you think of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, what about if you'll uh, have love just uh, for uh, a month or two of the year <laughs> and then forget about it? You know, or or all other you know um, things which are. Uh, Described, yes, uh, being part of the fruit of the spirit, uh, the, it, it's a continuous experience. Yeah. And once a you di- are under, a daily seeking, daily of it, that's seeking, right. yeah. yeah. And as you are under the Holy Spirit, I mean, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is not just happening, you know, here and there once uh, in a while. Mm. It's a continuous thing. I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking here about a, a regular, if you like, a, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit, Nick. Mm. Uh, before we, before we going a bit further, uh, Joseph, I just want to, uh, to play another ad, which I have a book. Uh, we usually uh, give away this book uh, called The Great Controversy. Just listen to this one and uh, we'll be back in a sec. This is Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy. 
filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. That's a wonderful uh, book to put your hands on and uh, send us a text um, on 0401-305-077. Joseph. So you are talking about uh, a regular, fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, in a sense, yes. That's mm, right, Nick. Mm. Yeah. And, and what that means, uh, Joseph, if we receive the Holy Spirit at conversion, why we need to keep asking for the Holy Spirit? Yeah, so, some people sort of struggle a little bit with this, Nick. I mean, you know, we understand that um, uh, the, Jesus said um, the Spirit will come and He will be with you. He will abide forever. And so... It's it's it you know it it's, uh, makes sense then to say hang on why do we need to keep asking it, it it's not like uh, uh, he disappears well no um, what we need what we understand here Nick is that we need to we need uh, to keep on growing in our in our Christian life uh, we need we, we are weak we mm. stumble mm. we fall and so we need. Ongoing infilling, and that's why it's it. We, you know, we lose that in the, our English Bibles there in Ephesians five eighteen. Be filled with the Spirit. It means keep on getting f- yourself filled. Right. Ongoing. Right. Uh, ongoing thing. We need regular infilling because let's remind ourselves the role of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said when He comes, He will convict you of sin. You know, so that's that's what we need. We, we need Him to to be able to be pricking our conscience, to be to be working on us, pointing out things. Jesus also added there in, in um, both John fourteen, especially in John sixteen and thirteen, says when He comes, He will guide you into all truth. And yes. So we need to have the Spirit uh, to continue to guide us into truth into fuller truth. And uh, I want us to see also how this uh, connects with what, what it says over in, uh, in Romans, uh, Romans chapter 8. Let's, let's read from verse, verse 4 here. It, it says here, Romans chapter 8, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. So, Nick, we need the Holy Spirit to help us to live the Christian life. Mm. Um, Apostle Paul here in Romans chapter 8 and verse 4 talks about that um, we need the Spirit uh, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. Mm. If I read on in verse 5, he says, They that are after the flesh uh, are mindful of the things that are of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, he uses uh, those kind of that kind of language. Language, here. yes, yes. Yeah. To uh, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. Verse seven, because the carnal mind is enmity or opposed to to, to God, it, enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, uh, Paul tells us here. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of God, his is not of his. So the, 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 the Spirit is crucial for us in our lives. Uh, let's, let's maybe put it this way, Nick. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to live the Christian life. We need to seek the infilling of the Holy Spirit every day. Yes, 
we, we can't live off a powerful experience that we had last year or even last month. Mm, mm. We need the infilling of God's Spirit every day, for each day brings its own challenges. Yes. Uh, just like we can't live off um, a one-off encounter with God or a one-off um, time in His Word, you know, mm-hmm. a one-off reading of, of the Scriptures of His Word. Yes. Uh, we have to feed on His Word daily yeah. in order to grow. And so we are to, to keep seeking and filling of the Spirit daily as well. This is not a one-time event. It's a feeling to, 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 be, to, to be repeated. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Joseph, I'm going to take uh, another break, play a song, and we'll come back just to, to bring it together, okay? Let's listen to this uh, beautiful song, There is a Redeemer.
beautiful song that uh, shows us again how uh, wonderfully uh, God works together in the person of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, for our good, for our salvation. Joseph, um, in just in few words, uh, would you be able to bring it together for us? Sure, Nick. Uh, what we have discovered is that when uh, a person accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior, uh, they accept pardon for sin, and they then receive the power of the Holy Spirit to enable them to live the Christian life. What it comes down to is where it leads it for you and I is that we daily need to seek God through prayer and Bible study. And so in summary and in conclusion, salvation and the Holy Spirit uh, become two sides of the same coin. It is incredible that what we find is that Conversion and salvation involves accepting what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and what he wants to now do in us through his Holy Spirit. And I'd simply appeal to anyone that's tuned in uh, with the questions, are you open to the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? And are you asking daily for him so that you can walk day by day in the Spirit? Beautiful. Thank you very much, uh, Joseph. Um, our time is up uh, for today, but please join us uh, again next time as we are uh, we are talking about uh, how the Spirit is evidenced in the life of the believer. Until then, may God richly bless you, and I'm leaving you with a song called um, Blind Man.
Of life. 